Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Sean Rigsby. We got special guest today, straight from the Keebler Elf Tree, the Leprechaun himself, Mr. Copper Smith Master, Brian Silcott. Welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> oh, man, never mind. <laughs> I said it was a long time coming. 10 years or so, 11, whatever. I I really don't know. How long have we known each other? Because my first account got kicked off because remember, I was still hammered at first on Facebook. I didn't use my real name. I was afraid to. Yep. Uh, actually, that's how I got you in, on the podcast. It's still Hammered Zone, Brian Socop. But, uh, man, uh, let's just throw a few names out there. I'm not going to throw last names, but uh, there was Don. Well, obviously, you know, Don, Ray, uh, Bill, you remember a bit, Big Bill? Yeah. Um, and then Dwayne. So, I mean, it was a good bit ago. But uh, You know, it amazes me. A lot of the guys we learned with don't talk now. And then the more information I give and the more the newer generation fights me, the more I realize why they keep their mouths shut. Yeah. Yep. Ian said something about that earlier today, talking about Facebook. You know, it's, uh, but yeah, anyway, go ahead, Ian, do what you normally do. We'll, uh, uh, I've known Sean for about three years, man. That's the longest 10 years of my life, that's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking on over there, Sean? Some of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just said Dwayne. Um, some of, uh, there's a guy named Matt in Ohio. He makes some very good orange. I don't really know what you want to call it. Post flavored orange was very good. Orange liquor, nice, nice, nice. What about you, sir, or Brian, or whoever wants to go next? I'm being sacrilege this evening. First off, you guys know, find the camera here. I'm smoking some Willie's Reserve. Willie's Reserve, you know me, I smoke more than I drink. But to drink, I've got some of a, I'm going to just say the first name because he gave this to me before he was legal, but he has a legal distillery now. <laughs> uh, a guy named Doug made this. It is a root beer. And because I get drunk so fast and because I am a diabetic, I am going to dump about half a can of this A&W root beer in it. So I don't get completely dumb way too fast. <laughs> Might Damn, be too late for that. <laughs> I thought you were trying to catch up. So. <laughs> I mean, um, you guys, if I didn't do this right here, I'd be humping Ian's leg through the phone in about 15 minutes. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time, man. <laughs> I'm surprised he's got the doors on. You wouldn't have to worry about just legs then. Oh, yeah. How do we know? We can only see him from about the boobs up. That's, that's all you need to see, man. Uh, I, I'm kind of worried about what's going on under that desk. I don't I don't wear pants during the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only time I've ever put pants on during the show is when we have a lady on. It's just respectful. <laughs> I get it. Are <laughs> you wearing your socks at least? That's right. That's right. So probably not. Good times. Good times. Good not what we expect the socks to be, anyways, right? That's right. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, so I'm drinking on some uh, from Buddy Matt, and uh, it's uh, marmalade, orange marmalade. 
Oh, the clear? Yeah, that's what yeah. I think that's what he made this out of. Is it? Okay. The same dude, huh? Tastes, yeah, like shit, know, Tastes like shit, Matt. Tastes like shit, Matt. When I, when I tried that, I, I smelled it. I said, damn, Matt. I looked at him. I said, man, this, this almost smells like heads. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get the orange out of it. <laughs> We're going hard on Matt tonight. It's good for him, though. <laughs> so, but I think but he I mean, infused uh, some marmalade in a stumper. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. I got this uh, when you were supposed to come out on our uh, Tuck and Reds distillery and and winery trip to Brandenberry, and you didn't show up. So yeah, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Is this exactly. the other Matt? Do I know this Matt? Uh, he, uh, it, you've not it, met him, I don't think. Not met met, but does he have a wife with a name that starts with R? No, no, <laughs> no, no. As far as I know, that uh, he don't even have a wife that starts with a name. Uh, I don't have at all. Maybe one of his last 10 had R. We don't know. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to meet this Matt guy. All right. All right. Matt's getting too much of the show, man. We're moving on from you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I love you, brother. Uh, um, well, I mean, let's let's start with moonshine, you know. Um, when did uh, when did you first start making moonshine? Um and and then we get into your uh you know your passion which is your your beautiful still work so so i, I really can't tell you how old i was when i took an interest uh when i was a kid in school southern ohio i had some teachers from kentucky west virginia moonshine would occasionally come up and i even paid attention to it then uh as i got older Went to college. I, I swore that I was going to be self or I was wanting to be. My plans was to be an electronics engineer. I ended up getting into computers, and I, for a while, I Americanized arcade games even. Uh, and I got to realizing at that point how much we rely on technology, and I wanted to go back to my roots. As a kid, I hated my roots. I did not want to be a hillbilly. I wanted to be a smart city slicker like Sean. That's not setting the bar real high, but you know, <laughs> he, he calls me a city slicker over here. He ain't been to your place yet. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I got to talking to some family members about their parents more that had passed away, and I said, "I wish I had their knowledge. Do you have any old notes of theirs or anything like that?" And finally, one of them said, "You know, a lot of the stuff you're trying to find is in the Foxfire books." So I went, I want to say I was 20, 21 years old. I went and bought the Foxfire books and I started with number one. The next week I bought number two and I was reading a book a week, looking forward to buying the next book. But as soon as I read about moonshine shining, I, I was hooked. I had to try it. Uh, people a lot of times I'm known for picking on people's stills and folks, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to lead you in a better direction. Uh, my first still was a pressure cooker with a three eighths copper line that I'm surprised I didn't kill myself with. Did it have a folded uh, bottom? We all have to start somewhere. Did it, did it have a folded bottom? <laughs> I knew that question was coming. It had a really heavy bottom, you know, a lot like you, Sean. Yeah, yeah folded bottom. That's a, that's a great bottom thing, boys. man. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. My first copper stills did not have folded bottoms. Uh, 
I'm trying to teach people this from my own experiences and then from the repairs and stuff that come into the shop. There's a lot of things I could pick on about stills not being plumbed the best and stuff like that, but the stills work. It's kind of like that old pressure cooker with the copper line. It didn't make great liquor, but it worked slow, but you know, I, I got accomplished what I wanted to do. Uh, after that, and I, I ended up, I built a column still off of a beer keg reading on home distiller.org about the time it started. Uh, I got the idea. I, I built a Boca Bob coil that everybody's starting to talk about now. And I'll tell you, I wasn't yeah. impressed with them, but I, I never I, took the time to learn the temperatures. Um, not to change the subject, but the, well, I'm not, that's not really changing the subject, but the Boca Bob coil, that's on the outside of the, of the uh, tower, right? And no, the Boca Bob coil is inside of the tower and has a collection device underneath of it. It's actually a condenser inside the tower. Okay. Okay. You don't That's have an external bigger shotgun or anything with it. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Good. I can tell you that I turned off 192 proof and it took forever. Uh, <laughs> it did not taste good. You couldn't dilute it down with enough water to make, I mean, you could have put it in a 55 gallon drum of water and still tasted it. It was that bad. Uh, the next thing I built was just a regular column. Uh, a Leibig condenser just because I didn't think a Leibig condenser would work. I thought it had yep. to be a long worm. Uh, later on, I put a worm on that column and then I got into trying to build little copper pots from the, the Foxfire books. I was trying to scale down those drawings and build small pots. Finally, a guy come to me and he said, hey, can you build me a moonshine still? And I said, well, never. He, he, he was asking about a 55 gallon. I said, you know, I've played around with these little ones, but I've not built a big still, but I'd like to build one for myself. And this is about the time moonshiners are starting to come on. So everybody's got a renewed interest in it. Mm -hmm. So I said, yeah, yeah, I can build one. I said, but I want to know the mistakes I make on yours so I can fix them whenever I build my own. And I said, let me know and I'll try to fix them on yours too. Uh, I built it for him for what it cost me in an angle grinder because I didn't even have an angle grinder at the time. I, I built it in a chicken coop on top of a chicken cage. We had a hatchery that I was shutting down right at the same time. About, I'm going to say two weeks later, Chris and Mark uh, helped me out with their last name. They're legal uh, with their last name. Uh, Lewis. Lewis, thank you. The last name escaped me. That big liquor's already getting me. Uh, they come to me and ask me if I could build them a 30-gallon still. And at that point, I thought, you know, this is a good thing to start advertising. I was cleaning porta-potties for a living. Wasn't a great job. Uh, I was happy to have it, but, you know, I was looking to get away from it. Uh, I started advertising. Two weeks later, I was about three months behind on order, so I, I figured it was time to quit the porta-pot job. Uh, started building, working the copper full time. Uh, even all the way back then, obviously, I tried to improve every still. And even today, well, I can't say that every still I try to improve, but I still try to take a lot of time and make things as smooth and pretty as possible. Uh, I, I still cut everything by hand. 
I do have a bead roller I bought a couple of years ago, but a lot of times I'll still use pliers and hammers to do the folds. Even if I use the bead roller, I'll still use hammers to finish it up. I don't use shrinkers and all of that just because I feel like it hardens the copper and makes it a bit better. Sorry, I went on a long rant there. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> that's why you're here, man. You yeah, know, that's why he asked it. You know, that's why I hear you talk, so no apologies needed. So uh, uh, back to Moonshine, you know, what was the first thing that you made? And in, in, would you use a beer cake? So we said? The very first was a pressure cooker. Okay. And it was a corn shine with sugar. And no, I did not convert the corn sugars. Yeah. Didn't know. I didn't understand it. And that's, that's one of the stuff. things I want to press to all of the newbies getting into it. Learn See, those conversions. That's important. Call that support shine around here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the money maker, huh? <laughs> uh, Are you going to make it there, Sean? Yeah. Put your hands up. I think up. I said come out of your nose. There you go. <laughs> Feel better now? Sure. If you need to Heimlich, blink twice. <laughs> April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're looking at his like not me. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, so you say the first thing you made was corn sugar? Yes. Did you, and did I scorched the hell out of it. Really? It, yes. Uh, I, I was learning. I, I went to family that I knew had made liquor, but I, I talked about this on the Roku interview. I was told, do not talk about it. Don't ask about it. None of my family would talk about it. So I, I know a couple of family members had stills, but I, I couldn't get recipes or anything. I, I had to learn on my own, read, read, read. And I got online and, I knew a little bit. I met you, and I remember you were still hooking your condenser up backwards, talking about Sean Rigsby here. <laughs> we all oh, knew yeah. he was talking about. Hey, and, uh, man. I, I noticed some guys was hazing him, and I thought, you know what? He asked all the right questions. So I started trying to work with him, and I found out he was from Ohio, not too far from me. Uh, kind of feel like he's my son. I mean, I couldn't have been more proud when he won Master Distiller. Well, I, mean, I, I know that Gibson takes that credit too. That's why we don't get along really. We fight over custody of Sean. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, which one step? Just go 50 50. Two dads. <laughs> two dads. Sean's got two dads. Are you saying one of us will you some child support? <laughs> I would like to see some of it. I paid enough. <laughs> you might as well send it over to me and I'll keep the books. <laughs> Make sure it's distributed properly. So in case everybody wonders why I keep reaching and putting my finger in the screen, my phone keeps going dark on me, so I'm trying to make sure I don't log out on you accidentally. I couldn't figure out how to turn this off. So we know uh, well, you, did you did you build that first fifty gallon for the guy? It, it, yes, I did. And uh what, what kind it, of actually burned in a bonfire, but it wasn't related to it. And it actually ended up being seventy six gallons because I didn't know how to calculate back then. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Bigger as shit. They probably made out on that one. Yeah, I mean, better, hey, better 76 than, you know, like 36. So. <laughs> I charged him $600. Since we're talking pot, about a pot. 
Huh? You charge you charge how much? Six hundred dollars. How how, okay. how long ago was this? Like nineteen oh six. I'm going to say it's about three weeks into season one of Moonshiners. If that helps calculate it out, I don't even know how long they've been on. Uh, about oh, twelve about years. 13, about 12, yeah. 13, yeah, something like that. So it's been a minute. Yeah, about ten years ago. I want to say that I really, the first copper stills I built were about 15 years ago, but I wasn't at all serious about it until yeah. Moonshiners really kicked in. And I'm thinking, hey, hobby. back yeah. then when the show first came on, I wanted to get on that show to teach people so bad. And I don't, after a couple of seasons, I realized it was being edited in other directions and I just kind of lost interest in it. Yeah, it's TV, you know. Like, can't forget TV, man. Entertainment, it's TV, you know. Understand exactly. But that's why I do this live stuff instead of anything to do with TV. Uh, I know you guys are going to put this right on the screen. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a good way if you want if you want your message out there and you want people to learn how you do what you do, then it would no better way than make a video and put it out there. And, and, you know, it might rub some people the wrong way and some people might like it. But at the end of the day, you know, not everything is for everyone. So, you know, like some, somebody that wants to learn from you might like your style and or somebody might like Sean's style better. So they don't want to learn from you. They want to learn from him. And that's just you know, exactly. And, and that's just the way it goes. You know, honestly, I know very little about running a multiple thumper still. I understand, you know, how pressures and stuff build and whatnot. But Rick Gibson worked on that stuff. In the old days, even though we, we didn't necessarily get along the greatest, you know, that was his thing. And I kind of stayed away from it. I'd done my own thing. And that uh, kept us, I think, from wanting to shoot each other. But, you know, Sean, he got into the mason jar stuff, and I supported him in it, too, even though it wasn't my favorite method. I did try it to build a few like Rick's just to understand what he was trying to do. But, you know, when a guy does it every day and a guy makes a half a dozen of them and plays for 10 minutes with each one, Rick obviously had way more knowledge on that than I. You know, and not to cut you off there, uh, but I've ran a lot from both sides. I've ran a lot of ones, a lot of a lot of jar stills that Rick's built, um, and I've run a lot of different, you know, just pot thumpering worms, and they they have their place, you know. Um, just like everything else. You know, for the longest time, you know, early on, you know, I chased higher proof because hey, that's more or that's that's more liquor. So depending on what <laughs> you're doing with it, well. I mean, you know. Uh, but you know, as you get into you know flavoring shit and running at one time and not trying to. You know, uh, make an ass load of it. When your uh, balls drop. Well, I'm going to go with, you know, 150, 160 proof. I'm okay with. <coughs> I like to say when your balls drops, when you quit chasing proof and start actually realizing, hey, I can do a little better. Well, <clears throat> and I'm not meaning any, I'm not meaning that about the Mason jar thumpers. I'm meaning the guy no, who's trying no. to run 196 proof in a single pass. You, you see a well, lot of beginners come in. They're like, man, I, it just, Try, try to get that highest proof possible. And then later on, you know, they might be like, man, I want to chase, you know, a little, little less uh, proof, you know? That's right. Well, you know, I mean, at the time, I liked getting higher proof for certain reasons, which most of you guys, well, you two know. Uh, 
but now it don't really matter. I agree with Matt here, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the first thing I've seen pop up. So if I'm not calling somebody out or answering a question for him, I'm sorry. No, he just he just threw it up because it was a great point. You know, like every still has its place. Every still has its place, you know. And we're all not <laughs> we're all not going to use the same still as somebody else if we're making something totally different and doesn't call for it. You know, it's just like anything else. Everything has its place. Um, right. Jars have their place. You know, just straight pot stills with thumper worm. You know, it has their everything everything is it's there for a reason, and it's great that all this stuff is here for us to use. You know, we so, can we can use all this different stuff and decide what we like. You know, like you know, like what what do we like? And that's all right. that matters is what you like and what what you enjoy. Uh, I'm going to go to Tom McKinney here too. Uh, I agree. A full blown copper thumper, especially is going to start stripping some of the flavors you're trying to put in through a thumper. Uh, I do think the jars, because they hold temperatures a little better, the proof don't increase quite as quick. I think they are better for flavor infusion. Well, uh, I do have a new thing that I'm working on. Uh, I've mentioned it actually to both of you guys, and it's using bubble plates to flavor through the top. I do think that that might do a little better than the jars, but my issue is, is it does build proof through each plate too. So, and I, myself, my license does not let me run and taste the liquor. So I have to send it to somebody who can run it and kind of bring me a sample or let me know what's going on. Uh, I'm hoping though to show this new design at Hillbilly Jam this year, but that might be a little optimistic. <clears throat> I'm having parts prototyped and sometimes, you know, things don't fit together the way they're planned. What's a good thing you're a coppersmith? <laughs> well, this is stainless and I'm not a stainless smith. Uh, the tanks will be copper, but they'll be hooked together with stainless rings. Well, you know, if, if it don't happen at the jam, there's always a farm to bottle in August. It, yeah. Well, the farm and bottle festival, I am going to introduce the copper version of the mason jar thumpers they will have uh one gallon thumpers with windows and it's a clamp together tri-clover system uh obviously it's a little bit more than twenty dollars or four thirty dollars a jar right. or whatever it's margin now uh the windows are costing about that obviously or you know honestly but it's and not that I think jars are bad, but especially when you get into distillery applications, sometimes we're having to start looking at something different. Uh, I, I try to look into those, I don't know how to say it, other than vertical sight glasses. I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the ones that go in line. On the kind of like they're using for the flavor injectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it is what they're using for flavor injectors, I believe. Yep, that's what uh, a lot of people are using. They're using that. I wondered about uh, you know buying those in four or six inch and even using those in place of the jars. Uh, in the I've seen that. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen uh, somebody do that with those. Um, use those as kind of like thumper jars. You know, they're right. Well, again, obviously, you can't do that for thirty dollars or whatever a jar. Yeah. And a guy running at home, I realize he can't afford. Well, most of them can't afford a $50,000 still. 
Hey, if you do, you can get on. Uh, 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 I can't remember. Hop on Facebook. Hey, it'll pop up. 5,500 <laughs> down. You know, like. I think Sean just went meet. Hey, he's got cars driving down the road. Apparently. Oh, okay. He lives next he door to a drag strip. His old lady putting him back in line. So he that could be it, too. I understand yeah. that. You know, blink twice if you need help, Sean. We'll send somebody over. <laughs> it takes me 30 minutes I'm, to get there. So I'm good right now. Check Actually, I think Sean's a little more afraid of the kid than he is the wife or woman. I don't blame him. I mean, you know who runs the roost around there. It's pretty obvious. The boss. The boss. So, <laughs> I, I well, get you both it. are better. Yep, we already know who the boss is, man. You ain't got to tell me. She's bossier than hell. It goes short hey. stack and then the old lady. And then Sean is nobody's boss, but his own, sort of. That's absolutely right. And then she tells him he can be. You, you're damn right. I'm glad you knocked that one down. I set it up for you. So <laughs> I almost did, and I was still kind of exhaling the, uh, the drink. <laughs> oh, man, that's the way it goes, so. <clears throat> what you Here's got the willy. Do what? I said, there's the willy. Oh, yeah. The old willy. <laughs> hey, Matt, you see that? It looks like Sean needs another one. This is the jar you gave me, Matt. <laughs> we can see who the big alcoholic is. Yeah, it ain't me. Uh, no, actually, I've got one fuller than that. <laughs> a, a second one, so you can't give it Sean too. So, but uh, so anyways, um, I just tell us about stills and shit, man. You know, like you know, like what you enjoy to build, how, why you build the way you do. Fucking talk about thermal expansion and solder and every fucking thing else you want to do, man. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> so, I guess why I do the things I do. When I started realizing the first stills, you know, I knew how to solder, but I didn't necessarily know how to seam everything together. And I didn't have a ton of money to go out and buy tools. So I thought, I want to look up and see how, you know, there's, there's like old blacksmiths. Obviously, there was old coppersmiths. So, you know, how did they do it? And I, I downloaded a book from the Library of Congress called The Art of Coppersmithing. And I know Jason Harrell told me he downloaded the same book. Uh, and it explained a lot of stuff out. But unfortunately, when you're not being trained by a real person, you can read about it. But, well, okay, doing the seals and the capes the way I do with the dovetails, uh, it took me five years to get onto hammering that because I didn't have a true smith to show me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to learn. You know, and, and you right. Know, you learn by making mistakes, and and that's how we learn every day. So it doesn't uh, matter how many boys. mistakes you make, as long as you keep learning from them, and then you just keep advancing your craft. My first bottoms, I cut them bigger than the still, and I cut notches in them and then folded them up onto the sidewall. I didn't fold the sidewall out or anything like that. And that was a, well, I'll tell you, that was very good soldering practice. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, the first still I used three pounds of solder in it. Now three pounds gets me through almost three one hundred gallon stills. Uh, so if you ask about what I like to build, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of getting burned out, and I'm trying to pass the torch on. 
So what I'm doing now is trying to build a, a new, more modern, more versatile still. Uh, actually, in the design, you'll be able to start like in a distillery application with a 100-gallon and build off of it to a 500-gallon still. You won't have to keep buying stills as you grow. Uh, and then it'll hook to anything, triclover fittings. You know, once we get to a certain point, it goes to those. So you'll be able to hook to any other attachment from any other company. Uh, I'm hoping, I can't say when, but in the near future, we're going to hopefully get the prices down a little bit on like six and eight inch triclover parts, bubble plates, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to get into glass work. You can get it too cheap on the internet and overseas. It, it's expensive to do. Uh, I see Jason Harrell starting to get into stainless I'm not going to do stainless tanks. My tanks are going to stay copper. Uh, again, stainless parts to hold them together because it's a little harder and it don't rust, hopefully. Um, but in the end, I am going to come back to my shop and I'm going to keep doing like the repasse type work and the, the really artistic type of stuff is what I'm going to get into in the very end. But I, I just seen Sean Peterman just made it on asking if I'm behaving. Sean is a, he's, I'm just going to say he's kind of my business partner now. Uh, he's helping me with the new company. I haven't really introduced him because I was trying to keep his level of drama down to this point. <laughs> anybody, um, anybody associated with you is associated with drama. <laughs> exactly. Can't have and, one without uh, the other. That's right. Sean, he's uh, he started learning the coppersmithing. He's starting to come along with it now. Uh, and I, I, I'm hoping that in a year or so, he and I has about three to five younger guys trained. And we're just going to kind of go on the road, different places, sell the stills, help distilleries set them up. Uh, I'm getting older. I'm, I say I'm kind of retired now. I, I've, I can't afford with the money I've got to fully retire, but you know, if I can go to a distillery and help set up a still stop at hillbilly jam, take a few orders, you know, go, you know, if I can get on a route like that, it would certainly pay me for my retirement. And I could see the country. And I guess that's kind of where my goal is here in the next few years. Yep. Well, you know, man, that's uh, one thing I've gathered over the years. Um, I enjoy running a lot of different stills, but my favorite stills to run are copper stills that are fucking paste caps, <laughs> you know, because it, it's, 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 it just brings you back to, you know, where, Have you got to run one where I started. Yet? Huh? Have you got to run one over a wood fire yet? Nope. You're not that far away. Let's make a plan on doing this one like this what, summer. Let me know. Uh, and I agree. People get after me because I talk about not liking the gaskets and stuff. Honestly, it is easier, especially if you're trying to work in your kitchen. Uh, flour paste gets everywhere and it smeared on your pants legs. It looks like, well, you don't want to walk into the gas station with it smeared on your leg. Let's put it that way. Man, <laughs> we don't shame like, around here. So, what the hell you been? Oh, never mind. It's all acceptable. <laughs> It's all acceptable, so, but you know, like I had picked up a, I got a, I got a Brian Silcott still. I picked up a twenty gallon, 
um, a couple of years ago, and it was the first time I ever got to use a pay style still. And I was excited, and I ran it, and like I, I like doing like like when I'm running a still, I like to do, you know, like that's why I like gas. I like right. I like to do, you know, I like to keep myself busy because I'll get bored and, and get drunk. <laughs> and I want to get drunk, you know. I want to run a still, and I really like the I really like the old school style, style paste. You know, you're pasting, you're checking this and that, and I don't know, man. Just for me, it like Sean said, you know, it, it takes you back to how it used to be. You know, it, there didn't used to be tri clamps and things like that, right. and and I love the hell out of it, you know. But if, if if I had a choice, you know, I would probably roll the old paste style. But that being yeah. said, it you know. If, That's if I want to be lazy, you know, too. and I just want to set it and forget it, then, you know, you throw your electric in there and you clamp it together and you just get drunk off the worm and hope somebody uh, shuts it off for you. <laughs> right. That brings me that bring me to another subject, um, electric. i seen this comment that you had made, Brian, not too long ago. Uh, the 60 hertz curse. Well, no, I don't know if that was it or not. Uh, something about a moonshiner. Not a real moonshiner in electric. So talk a little bit about that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to say that a real moonshiner could possibly use an electric still in a distillery application today. But a real moonshiner to me, and I'm glad you brought this up because I was wanting to go in this direction. To me, a real moonshiner is a person who is self-sufficient. Uh Going into the, the gaskets, you lose a gasket, you're screwed. Flower paste, you can find something to smear on that sucker and run. That's right. Uh, you run out of propane, you're out of propane. Your power goes off, your power goes off. You know, whatever. It, it, but if you're you're working over a wood fire with a paste still, you'll always be able to find a way to do it. I mean, even if you can't solder because you can't find gas, you can solder that still over that wood fire with enough patience and enough gumption. I wouldn't want to do too much of that. <laughs> well, you know, and, though, you know, and that's the thing too, you know, with paste. Um, so I don't know what you use or what, you know, easy you've used, but I've, I've used, um, oh hell. Blueberry biscuit dough no, is probably no, my favorite. Cause you, you eat what puffs uh, up. I, I use flour and, uh, rye flour, basically rye, rye grain, mm -hmm. just ground the fuck up. And I'll tell you what, man, that shit is so fucking hard. You have to scrape that shit off of the oh, yeah. yeah. done. I've used biscuits. I've used Play-Doh. You know, you get in a pinch, man. Play-Doh will work, and it's so clean. I picked up that tip from old Judd. Old Judd. But whatever yeah. you do, you need to seal yours a little better. I can see where it scorched your hair off. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> at one time, man. That might just got me right before. here. So. <laughs> yours is only back. So, no, that's not scorched. That's God giving you room to grow another face. You're so damn ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I just pulled that's it down. The truth right there. <laughs> you can't pull it down but, uh, far enough. I <laughs> believe that a true moonshiner is somebody who has achieved some form of self-sufficiency with it. Uh, not necessarily full self-sufficiency. Sean knows before I met you, and I actually took some time away from still building, and I said I went to the woods. Mm, I didn't truly yeah, all of that time in the woods, but I spent two years away from technology to relearn what I believed a moonshiner to be. Uh, I built a few stills in that time, just enough to kind of keep us going. 
but we lived off grid for nearly five years. I uh, went back on grid due to health problems. I needed a CPAP and wife just doesn't want me to get dementia for some reason or another. She says I'm more like too much like a kid now. <laughs> uh, but I also believe that a moonshiner, a lot of us want to have the outlaw image. And I will tell you that it, it does certainly happen. You, you start breaking the law, you get a fan base and, Somebody else gets a fan base. I'm worried one of these days we're going to have some sort of riot at one of the places, and I do not want anything like that at all. Uh, yeah. Honestly, you know, I'm the kind of guy, if you have an opinion, come to me, say it. Uh, you're, you're not going to get me to ever fight at any kind of event or anything like that, but I will tell you, if you show up at my house, you expect a handful. I'm a leprechaun. I can only punch so hard. You've all got punching bags, but <laughs> no i'm with you man and and you say you know you talk about um everybody wants to be an outlaw basically it's everybody wants to be an outlaw till you have to do outlaw shit and uh, right there's a lot of people out there that you know went and bought 10 gallon stills from people and all of a sudden they're a moonshiner <clears throat> now, i can't a, say that a moonshiner can't run a 10 gallon still but i do believe no. that they've supported their family in some way with it and let's face it, 10-gallon still, you're not supporting much. Okay. What's your yeah. answer when your buddy calls you with some sketchy shit he needs help with? You already <laughs> so, know. You, you learn a lot about yourself when that time comes. <laughs> when somebody it, it, calls you about some sketchy shit and they're like, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't think way. I can help I'm you, man. Way. Or they're like, I'll be there in 25 minutes, bro. <laughs> so uh, I've been the guy that's had to show up and help buddies out. Uh, I, I cannot say the boy's name, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he had gotten, he had been smoking pot and he, he got a job. He went back on, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember, maybe it was Zoloft, some kind of stress medication. Um, he went to the bar and he drank and he kind of roofied himself. He woke up, come to, didn't know where he was. His car was dented. He didn't know what he had hit. Uh, he, he called me and he said, what do I do? And I said, was your car drivable? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, somebody just ran off the road down here and hit a sign. And I said, I know they went right on through because I seen him do it. I said, bring your car over and we'll get mud on your tire. And we'll say you swerved to hit a deer or miss a deer. And you hit that sign. <laughs> Uh, things like that I, I've certainly done to help friends. Uh, as far as dead bodies, you'll never get me to admit nothing. That's right. I ain't saying no. I ain't saying <laughs> yes either, but I ain't saying no. <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you that like Sean, I definitely view as a brother. If, if somebody ever got inappropriate with his kids or woman, yes, I would, uh, Probably be right there for him. Now, I'm going to say crazy Chuck, Sean, I'm sorry that happened, but I think that was just a mistake. Uh, I guess I don't know that whole story, and that's between you and him. But Man, it ain't, you know what? That's water under the bridge. If, uh, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. I, I, you know. I, uh, I know that I have – a few nights gotten a little too much into my pipe and I've sent message in the next morning. I thought, what in the hell was I thinking sending that to them? Not always to a woman. I mean, it, it's stupid shit. I sent, I've sent shit to Sean and think, why did I do that the next morning? 
That happens, man. It happens. We all we all have our uh, drunk texting, or I got too high and sent out some some messages. I should. We all we all run run through that, right? To every human, you know. <laughs> that's kind of like the the whole crowd of moonshiners and stuff. I was talking with Jay Brennan earlier, Amanda's boyfriend, Amanda Bryant's boyfriend, and we was talking about how the brotherhood is actually starting to kind of break up. What it is, I wanted to see us all as a family. When you get this many people together who are united in drinking, somebody is going to have a little bit too much and the make a fool out of their self. Well, not only that, I always but wait, the, the bigger the circle, the more likely there's going to be problems. And with, exactly. how, and with how big the, the circle is now compared to even two years ago, you know, it's it, it there's going to be issues. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, can we can we solve this cordially and like adults or, you know, do we have to solve it a different way? So Sean brought up jealousy. I not going to say any names, but some jealousy reared its head a while back in a really silly way. And I, I just can't figure out why anybody would be jealous of me. I make three stills a week. I'm a short, fat guy with COPD and cauliflower lung. I'm jealous uh, of your hair, bro. Like, you got hair, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm keep it real. You got hair, I'm jealous. I don't give a shit who you are. You got a half a head of hair, I'm jealous. I'll take So it. that's exactly what I've got. There's a bald spot right there that I'm trying to cover. Hey. Stay strong, brother. Stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing the call, Boulder. That's kind of funny. I know you can't tell it, but I went to see my barber a little while back, and he's an old high school classmate. And I saw mine I Saturday. The, huh? I saw mine Saturday. It was in the mirror with a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> mine, too. Well, I, actually I, got, uh, I actually got cut up the other day. I sat down in the chair, and he goes, I hear about you every couple of weeks. And I said, really? And I said, who? And he said, I'm not going to tell you who. And I described the person and he said, yep, that's it. And I'll just tell you, it's a family member of mine. And they're talking about me and this family member, he, uh, he, I'll say he lives very close to me. And he tells everybody that all I do is make moonshine in my garage, smoke pot. And I'm a long haired hippie. So I figured he's pretty well got me right, except for making the moonshine in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that was actually the first, the inspiration for the mo first moonshine class, still build class I had in the front yard. That's why I said, let's do it in my front yard. Because I knew he would drive by and see 10 stills being built out in my front yard. And I knew it would just, you know, eat him up. That's funny. Uh, I'll say he did give us a couple evil looks driving by in his truck, but he never caused any problems. That's awesome. So what? Uh, yeah, uh, since uh, obviously we were going to get to it, but uh, bring up what you what you just were talking about the class the still built yards. Yeah. So these are really. I'll tell you that they kind of book slow, but there's a ton of interest in them. Uh, Moonshine Bennett, you know, he and I bought it once a while back, but he's not such a bad guy. We've actually talked since, and 
when I see him, I might try to see my future in the top of his head or something, just aggravating. Might do that. You're gonna have to get a ladder. You're gonna have to get a ladder though, because he's a. Will you hold me up there, Sean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually, actually, if I could get Rick to hold you up, it'd be equivalent to one man. (laughs) Rick would drop me on purpose. Half plus half equals one. (laughs) (laughs) I think is Rick short too. I guess I don't. Yeah. When I won't buy, I acknowledge his existence, but. I, I realize that we, we don't really get along, so I don't try to even talk to him. I figure that's the best way to be. Now, hey, if he had a heart attack, I would do the chest compressions, but I ain't doing mouth-to-mouth on him. Uh, uh. But anyway, <laughs> if, uh, if if y'all actually got together and built a fucking still, that would be oh, badass. Oh, man. He would never do it. Honestly, I'm, just I'm saying, willing to let bygones be bygones, and I probably would, but I'm sure he would never do it. Maybe y'all got that. What actually so bad between him and I? In my mind, it was more his his old buddy that caused us the issues. Old buddy, yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm not going to mention no names. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'll just say yeah. initials and start with C and end with a K. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ain't even involved in this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no part of none of that, but I I know. Now, one thing I do have to say about that is uh, he's either building or fixing a still from up here, uh, from where I'm at. And Ian, you know about it, Indian Creek. <clears throat> he's he's doing something with something. Uh, I really hope it turns out right. Is that the one that I sent him and it blew his mind? Yeah. <laughs> See, th- that's just it, too. These other – was talking about the jealousy – uh, I build three stills a week. So when 15 people get a hold of me, I send 12 to somebody else. Uh, I, I don't understand why people want to be so jealous in this business. Well, man, you know, everybody does everything different. You do what you do, right? And he builds right. thick, thick shit and he braises it and he, he TIG welds them together. You know, I mean, it's right. everything. And, has and a, I'll do the thick like stuff that. too, but what he done needed what I would do in my shop is hammer forming and part of why I'm trying to retire shoulder issues. I figured it was best since a distillery needed it to send them to Chris. He, you know, has people that can help him get it done a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have done that still, but I just, I knew that I would be four months on it where Chris might get it done in two. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, I really hope uh, he comes through on it. Because uh, I know Chris, I talked to you about it, and I would really I love to use him. And I hate it, I done it, but you no, know he's yeah. uh, dude. And that's he's one thing. Bad and he's like me; he can be cantankerous to get along with. Well, that's that's another thing too. I, and I tell everybody that I come in contact contact about him. He builds good shit. Yes, and, and Levi, I'm jealous of Levi's welding skills. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'll say I'm jealous of Andrew Warnicky's soldering skills. I'd like to see him interlock stuff a little bit more, but the boy can lay to be a solder that I'm amazed with. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, that's something, you know, they do every day. Right. But I do it too. And I can't do it like he does. Of course, I'm thinking he might be about 10, 15 years younger. Son, he's younger than me. Well, I, I know, and I, but I don't know how much younger he is than me. Fuck, he's just like 32 or 33, ain't 
Ian? Well, that's about what I was figuring, and I'm 47, so that's 15 years. So I have yes. trouble remembering names. Man, ain't no way in hell I'm remembering ages. Shit, I thought you was 40. I thought Brian was like 50. Oh, uh, well, I mean, Brian looks closer to 50 than I do 40, but you know. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Who? Who? <laughs> Sounds like Rick's over here. Who won? Well, I'm getting off. I'm starting to see that gray streak in the center really getting prominent. Uh, I am starting to show my age, I guess. I do not dye my hair, though. I don't know why my beard's going so much quicker than my hair. Sean went on me. Hard mute. telling. Hard telling. <laughs> Uh, Sean's getting a little gray in the hair. That's where his is coming in at. Starts on the sides. Well, the way it's looking, he's going to be out before it turns gray. Well, the way it, the, tell, let me tell you, what's going to happen is I keep growing this, and all of a sudden you're going to see a fucking blue denim. Uh, uh, you need some overalls. Overall, start growing on here. Oh, I'm finally going to put the bit. All of a sudden, I'm going to fit the part. That's one of the things I love. Uh, I haven't talked about him in quite a while, but I, I loved it when Josh Carey talked about moonshiners that just put their bibs on when the show came on. So yep. I, I'll go ahead and tell you, I, I started wearing bibs when I was cleaning the porta potties, and it's just because when you're carrying a four-inch hose and trying to hold your pants up and such shit, it, it just takes more hands than you have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you'll have that. <clears throat> and so that's when I started wearing them, and, and I'll be honest with you. I know you guys don't wear them, but a lot of guys will tell you once you start wearing them, it's kind of hard to wear anything else. You just kind of get used to them, get comfortable in them, and got so many damn pockets. You get a regular pair of jeans, you feel like you got seventy-five pounds of stuff in each pocket. I'm yeah. a minimalist, man. I, I want shorts and a t-shirt, a sleeveless shirt. I want to have as less clothes on as possible because I'm fat and I'm hot all the damn time. <laughs> it's, well, I'm, well, like, I'm kind of with you. I prefer cold to hot because I can always put on more clothes. But once I start taking them off, people complain once I get to a certain point. I mean, Usually it's about time I take the shirt off. Actually. I start buying me drinks. I ain't got no problem taking them off. You know, you can see whatever you want, man. I'm easy. <laughs> so. Sean, don't let me ever buy him drinks. Well, <laughs> so Brian, talk about your uh, talk about the best liquor you've ever made. Tell us what it is. Uh, not necessarily the mash bill, uh, but you know what it is and what made you. You know, uh, I am afraid to actually truly answer this question because there's a lot of better liquor makers out there than I am. Uh, but I'll tell you some of the, the stuff that I have worked with. <clears throat> One of my favorites would be wild blackberries and corn. I was picking enough for a 20-gallon still, and I couldn't get enough blackberries to get the whole batch to a brandy. So I, I started the berries to ferment with the pectic enzyme, and I started corn with amylase. And once they started working good, I just mixed them together, let them ferment, and ran it. A little mountain brandy. So, not to cut you off, but the guy that um, I was, uh, Thomas, that made vodka with me, right? Well, he does at his distillery. 
um, corn and sweet potatoes. What he'll do, they ferment separately, but they mi he mixes them together in the pot. And the same thing what, I'll do. And I swear that it was better than just using blackberries. I, I, you know, maybe it was just my particular run. I didn't want to add sugar. I wanted to add a, a grain sugar mm -hmm. since I couldn't, you know, didn't have enough sugar from the berries. To add on what Sean said, I could see how fermenting separately and then mixing them at the end, because, you know, you're going to, most people, they're going to use a different method and a different type of yeast for their brandies as they're opposed to just their, their corn. So I could see how that, that can add a totally different complexity to your end product by fermenting separately and then mixing them together as opposed to fermenting it all together, which would also give you a, a totally different flavor. So still, who, who is still in the clear? It's old Cyrus. Okay. I knew I knew that name, but I know better Cyrus, I guess. But, um, elaborate a little bit more on, on the classes that, that you're, that you're yeah. doing because you know, talked about it for three seconds, and then Sean got you off topic like normal. Okay. Uh, so what we actually do, this next class, Sean Rigsby is supposed to show up if his wife or girlfriend will let him. He was supposed to be there last yeah. time too, right? I already planned that. <laughs> yes, well, it's actually – I'm going to go ahead and turn Sean under the bus here. The last, the last said, yeah, go ahead. The last <laughs> class, Sean goes, hey, I want to be part of this. Put my name in. So I did. And we made a whole place for Sean. And then about a month before he goes, uh, guys, that's my girlfriend's birthday. And I'm going to be in trouble if I come down there instead of taking her out. He's in trouble now for not remembering it a month ahead of time. You just got him in trouble. Hope no. if he's lucky, she don't watch. No, she doesn't. <laughs> we already talked about it. We're good. Because that's the weekend before Beatty Bull. That's, the weekend that, that's when he had the black eye. Chip tooth. <laughs> so uh, th this next class will have JC Ray and Sean Rigsby at teaching a mash mixing class. Maybe. Uh, well, at least JC and Sean Rigsby, or hopefully we can find a backup. <laughs> I'll be on uh, site. <laughs> you'll be on site. I will be on site. Actually, Sean, this time is planning on building one of the five-gallon stills with us. He's he's wanted to learn the tank methods. Uh, I, I told him we'd get him fixed up with a kit too. Uh, but after the mash missing mash mixing class, we will start building a five-gallon pot and a worm coil that'll go into a five-gallon bucket. Uh, when you leave, you actually leave with a five-gallon still, a worm to match it and enough grain and uh, malted barley to do a conversion and everything for your first traditional recipe in that still. Uh, the grain will be Wapsie Valley corn. It's an heirloom variety. Uh, I got some here in the shop that he had left behind and you can still smell it plain in my shop. It smells beautiful. It is. It's, it's a beautiful corn. I got a couple hundred pounds of it here. <laughs> Uh, and then he'll, if you get ahead of, get a hold of JC ahead of time, he will bring down other grains for other people. If you don't want to attend the class, cause you've already got a still, obviously, uh, you can still get the grains and stuff from him. So talk about some of the, uh, methods with, with the, uh, still building that you're going to be teaching. Are you doing? So of course I want to sew a folded bottom. You know, that's coming. Well, yeah, we know I folded bottom voice right? is coming out. 
But I mean, are you are you planning on uh, doing the dovetails this time, or are you planning on doing just like the? Well, I'm going to give people the option of adding stainless tri clovers, but I'm going to solder those instead of trying to teach people to do it. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Last time on ten stills, they burned up about four more pounds of solder than I expected. Yeah, <laughs> so it's trying to do the stainless, the copper. I figure it's better for them to let me do it and just watch. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, as Sean well knows. So I'll go ahead and talk about this. Sean actually helped me learn to solder stainless to copper. I was having issues with it. And he said, it's your flux. And he said, come up here and I'll fix you up with a little. Showed me in a video to kind of make sure. I said, yeah, it has to be the flux because mine is not letting it do what yours is. That's exactly what it is. And when I was up there, he said, I only use that flux for hooking stainless to copper. And I said, well, if it's so good, why would you do that? He just gave me a look. He never answered me. I come home and I smeared some of that flux in and I started trying to solder with it. And the smell that come off of that stuff, well, that, that raised my forehead about an inch. I mean, it scorched. Yeah, it's that's that's a that's a high in acid that they use yes. that, man, and it's it's definitely different. It's it's even shit stinks. It's not the same, you know. It's not the same as copper solder at all. It's just it's just. Well, I great. figure it's best for me to just go ahead and do it, then and let, like I said, them watch, and they can go home and try to figure it out on their own if they want. Yeah, you know, it's you not get- complicated, but the dovetails proved to be really hard in the last class. Yeah, and I can imagine, you know, something that intricate and 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 with how many years you spent perfecting that method, you know, it's kind of hard to teach. And they got ahead of me, class, so I, I didn't get to show them part of the hammering, yeah. and they all kind of messed up a little because of it. And we got them all together because years ago I messed up the hammering. I knew what to do, but that's where the extra four pounds of solder disappeared. Is that <laughs> happens, stuff. Yeah, you know. Like, and, you know, I'm sure it took you back watching them do their first one to when you first started. Like, you know, like, man, I remember that. I remember it, that. It did. I remember and they, that. Kept, they kept saying the two most common comments was, man, this is a lot of steps. They didn't realize there was so much to it. Oh, yeah. You know, like. And the other was, you make it look so easy. And I kept saying, well, you know, that's about 15 years of doing it. And you started today. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> professional basketball players make basketball look easy <laughs> you know, like yes. you do, when you that's what you do it's going to look easy for you compared to somebody right. and i still make tons of mistakes uh that's why i said i was jealous of andrew for his soldering i'll be running a beautiful bead of solder and you saw it once it's like i get hand tourettes and i, I swear i can smear solder all the way around a 20 gallon still i get a crazy twitch or whatever <laughs> It's just yeah. it is, man. But so um, for your class, like what if somebody just wanted to come down and watch? You know, so right now I don't have a lot of parking. It's kind of hard to let too many people in. Uh, like if you wanted to come down and record to show and talk about yeah. it, and I, I could probably work something out. It won't be uh, this time. I think in the Wi-Fi, we, maybe if we put in an extender, I think it'd be plenty good for it. Yeah. You can always record and upload later, but yeah, I got, I was, when Sean, when I saw what weekend it was, you know, I'm like, ah, I got football that weekend. So, <laughs> it's my summer, you know, but yep. whatever. I'm definitely looking good. forward to it. 
uh, uh, forward to the building more than anything. I do. I'm starting to do some videos on YouTube too. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to attend the class. Uh, I'm wanting before this is all over with to show people even how to lay out capes, but I'm also going to start selling kits. Unfortunately, you'll have to assemble them the way I do for them to work. Well, I mean, but, uh, you know, it makes sense. So. The advantages of coming to one of the classes, though, uh, I had one gentleman, and it's a very common mistake. He tried to make the torch hotter. He would try to push it closer to the copper. Uh, when you're first learning, I'd say, Sean, you probably had that issue. I know I did in the beginning. So standing over his shoulder, I was able to say, hey, pull your torch back. Uh, a couple of times I actually grabbed his tank and moved his hand away to kind of guide him. Uh, right. Uh, if you're learning from me online, I'm not going to be able to help you in that way. There's there's a lot of difference from learning online and doing it yourself at home, watching a video, as opposed to being in class with a teacher who can tell you how to do yeah. it. You know, like yeah. that that was my thought. You know, as I've, I've probably told both of you, you know, I'd like to get you know have a sheet of copper and just try it. You know, but at the same time, it's like I'm probably going to waste time and money doing that you know i mean still even if i come down there you know and learn to build the five gallon so sean it's not a 50 the very first big still i built that is supposed to start off as a, for a 55 gallon drum and end up being 70 some gallons to the top of the sidewall this is a confession i built two of that still the guy got the best components that i built the other parts got caught up or cut up and sent to the local scrapyard. <laughs> when you're learning, you're going to scrap some copper. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, I, mean, I, I can see what, I can Sean's doing. point of view. You know, he wants to go and learn hands-on first before he goes home and tries with a full sheet. And, right. Know, that's, that's totally understandable, you know, like, well, especially, and, especially when you're talking, you know, $250 a sheet of copper or however much in hell it is now, and all that solder, you know, you want to have, you have some, some type of grasp of what you're doing before you. Well, see, and my thought is, you know, if, if even if I'm building a five gallon still, I have the opportunity to be like, hey, what the fuck? What am I doing? You know, <laughs> why is doing? this not working right? That, you know, right. I, I just rather learn uh, some things the easy way instead of the hard way. So I will say on classes too, and I've mentioned this to Sean. I do one-on-one -on -one classes too with people. Uh, you have to schedule ahead and all of that. Um, if you find it easier, I, I'm happy to do that. Uh, now you won't have Sean's pretty face down here teaching you how to mix mash and all of that. So that I don't charge you, as much for those might, classes. That might make you want to come. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of times, whenever we do those classes that way, uh, halfway through the day, I'll, I'll get with them and we'll order pizza together or something like that because I'm not charging you for lunch, even whenever we do those kinds of classes. But a, a lot of people say, well, how do I get in? You're, you're scheduling. I had several people. What about Renee? Well, Renee's always welcome. J.C. Ray's wife, Renee. She uh, weighed out all of her corn and everything in the last class, a really hard-working woman. So I'll say she done most of the work then. Uh, yeah, here in the garage. And she even swept my garage out when she was done. 
<laughs> if DC don't watch it, I'm going to hire here to work or hire her to work here full time. <laughs> uh, so where 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 was I? I got myself lost. Yeah, we all don't forgot too, man. So next subject. <laughs> the memories are short so, around here. So what do you see coming from these classes? Are you planning on? Well, I guess one of my my uh, one question. I guess a lot of people have asked me about. Do you ever plan on doing a distill distillation part of it, like teaming up with a distillery, and maybe? So, I would like to talk with a couple local distilleries about it. Uh, maybe actually at one point doing a long one week course where we we go to a distillery, mix up a mash, come back, take our times, build distills, and then go back to the distillery and watch the mash being ran. But I, I understand that, you know, that, that turns into liability for the distilleries and stuff like that. Uh, if Ohio goes legal, then Boy. that answers the question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're 21. Fire you still up. Let's get it. <laughs> exactly. As long as you're 21, man, you can run that some. Let's get it. You know, and then we'll you start do doing the weekly. And, you know, next week we'll, we'll work the mash that we made this week. Yep. Make mm-hmm. the mash and then work on the stills and then run it off. And it's like, look, man, you did everything. Now go home and make mistakes. Sean brought up the top distillery. Uh, I brought up their names earlier. They have a distillery now, and that was the second big still I ever built was for those two. Uh, it was kind of funny. We were so afraid to talk about it on the phone back then. When we were sending text messages, we called it chickens. Uh, you know, I told you I'd had a chicken hatchery, and we figured that was the best way to talk about it. They'd send me a message to talk about the 30 chickens. And I'd know exactly what they were meaning. I'd say, oh, they're about ready to go, or... Okay. Talk, talk so that code. tells you about the secrecy in the beginning of this and why it was hard for me to do the TV stuff and all of that. You know, yeah. the generation I come from, you kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and, and that's another thing. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, they're like, hey, you know, what's your take on that, you know, as far as the Master Distiller show? And I always tell them, like, look, man, if you don't mind telling everybody in the fucking world, that you do what you do, do it. You know, and, by and all means. You know, I've not made any liquor in years to speak of. I've helped other people, but I myself have not. Uh, <clears throat> I guess it was kind of silly of me not to try to get in there more and do that still build episode. But I'm happy up until here recently, once I've hired Sean to help me and starting to pick the company up. I've been happy building three stills a week. Uh, Sean, I'll remember years ago before I, I went into the woods, I was putting out seven, eight stills a week. I was working 30 hours straight, sleeping four hours, getting up, working another 30 hours. And well, I, I kind of just snapped. I, I can't say I went completely crazy, but I know Sean will know what I'm talking about. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean it's uh, it's a very. So I didn't go completely crazy, I guess. No, you didn't go completely crazy. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask, right? True, true. 
and, and a lot of people, uh, I started to say this earlier, a lot of guys feel picked on by me. And I'm sorry to those guys, but I, I don't want you to be me. I mean, be an individual, build your styles, but I'm trying to show you better ways. So there's no question if the customer dropped the still or whether it was the scene. You know, if you build that still the way I do, for the most part, they're going to put a hole in that still before they mess with the seam on that still. Uh, and I, easy, um, you know, you've seen one of them. Am I pretty well right on that? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the seams are solid, you know, like I could see you'd have to, you'd, you'd mess up. You'd have to gore and destroy the copper before. Yeah, let's be honest. Your shit's as close as you can get to stainless as there is, as far as strength goes. Right. And, yeah. I, you know. In some cases, it may even actually outdo some stainless. I'm going to say that I hope the best for them, but I see a great big stainless submarine pop being built right now online. I can't wait and to I'm see looking, how that pans out. I'm looking at all of the flat surfaces on that, and I'm wondering how are they going to put wood underneath of it if they're even going to. Uh, if they're not, I, I'm kind of worried that that ain't going to hold together, but I really hope it does for them. So wave like a fucking tree, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to pick one their work. I want them. I, I, like I said, I really hope it works for them. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. I, I would, I would hope they would make some type of, you know, skeleton. skeleton? Yeah. Yeah, or even in, even an interior one that you you know like a like a box, just right. Well, that's the way a regular submarines built. It has an yeah. interior yep. strips yep. across, and yep. Yep. Uh, people want to overcomplicate the designs of them. You don't need plans to build one of them things. Just look at you know you, you see the sidewalls. Imagine it connected with strips running across, so you can hook your your metal to it, and that's that's yep. what it is. That's all it is. You just got your size. Like for size, you just got to know how big the side needs to be. Like yep. my, my question that I've been trying to find the answer to is how big does the side, what are the dimensions of a side to make a thousand gallon submarine? Like that's what I've been on the hunt for. You know, so I want to tell you that I would have to go and download or not download, but use my tank volume calculator to answer this question. I, I, I couldn't answer that off the top of my head, but uh, you're looking at limitations in the metals too. So you'd have a segmented bottom and all of that. And a still that big. Yeah, well, you, you could get, you know, 10-foot sections, so maybe depending upon how long your side is, your your, your segments might be on, up on the sides and not so much the bottom. So that's that's my right. inquiry about how big how big the dimensions so, of this side, because, you know, one side tells you the other side, which tells you how far to put them apart. Yes, it would be metal. somewhere around five feet tall and eight feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's just a guess. Yeah, I'm kind so of going thinking about a livestock five, tank. Yeah, about eight. I could see that. And then you figure your your sheets of stainless are four feet wide, so you know it would be four feet wide, as opposed to. Thank you, Larry. By the way, <laughs> so. uh, I remember actually the still Larry Parker has is the this is something. This was a challenge I issued a while back to still makers. If you can put a still together without solder and then solder it when you're done, you're doing the job right. Uh, so somebody called me out and said, let's see you do it. And the still Larry Parker has is that still. 
I, it was soldered afterwards and I donated it to a, uh, it was a benefit for a young, young boy that the sites family had put it on Sean. I can't remember the boy's name. Um, you know, that's, that's something to speak about in itself. Uh, Ian, I don't think you, you got to meet him. Um, Tony Sites, great guy. He put on a lot of benefits. I actually went to uh, Bonder uh, Brothers Distillery over in Virginia uh, for a guy that had uh, stage four cancer. And he put it on. And then this benefit, what Brian's talking about, I'm sure there were others, but and then unfortunately he wound up passing. Uh, Great before Christmas. With cancer. Son and I had actually made plans to see him on Saturday, and he passed on Friday. Uh, there's very few people that I will actually call a mentor to me, and he was one of them. I always uh, heard he made uh, great butterscotch liquor, man. I never got a chance to try it. Never had a chance. Well, I never got to try any of his liquor that I can remember, but every piece of advice he gave me was golden. Yeah. That's where I can go with you know my experience with him, and I I got a kick out of it. Uh, now Tony lived a little ways away from me, an hour or so. Would you say, Sean? Yeah, he actually lived uh, about 45, 50 minutes away from me. So uh, we both moved the same spring. Really? We both traveled half an hour to the same spring. Okay. Huh. Never met each other at that spring, but we it was so funny when we figured it out. He actually had a few stills uh, that were built by you, right? Uh, at least two. Yeah. There was, a, I, I know, wait, if I remember right, Tony was my first repeat customer. Uh, if I remember right, I built him an eight and it wasn't near big enough. So he come back for a 12 uh, and then he come back with a 12 and one of tri-clamps. And back then I was trying to make the tri-clamps and I, I wasn't having any luck with them. I had pretty well trashed the still I had built for him trying to make it right. So I, I called him up. It was taking entirely too long and Tony wasn't somebody I wanted bad at me. So I called him up and I said, Tony, I said, for what you paid on that still, I said, you're a friend. I do your work pretty much for cost. I said, I can put you together a really nice 20 gallon still with a five gallon thumper made like a still. Uh, I said, I think you'll love it. But in the pictures, he kept that still shined up beautifully. Uh, he was proud of that still. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of it in his little uh, outbuilding or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, man, I really wish I got to run with him. Never did. Uh, me too. I, I can remember always wanting to kind of chase his oldest daughter. I know you did that briefly. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess it may not have been his oldest daughter. I knew her as his oldest daughter. But. No, right. Yeah, the middle. Uh, Heather. Heather, yes. I think she's married now. Seems to be doing pretty well. Good I time. always said when she come to the shop, the guys all shut up because they was too busy staring at her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he when I I remember when I first got my pace still, uh, he was like, "Yeah, you gotta for if if you want to raise the proof just a little bit, angle your arm up." And I was like, "Okay, all right." Well, Did see, he teach you a hot arm? Yep, 
I've never packed it, but uh, if because, you want to yeah, make like, vodka through one of my stills, pack that on. I don't want to make vodka. I don't know who the fuck would. Well, that's for anybody. Advice for anybody. They say it's hard to get to 170 proof in a pot still. Pack that arm, and if the arm's made right, you can get to 170 proof pretty easy in a pot still. Oh, it's, I pulled 170 off a keg still, you know, with a limeade. Right. <laughs> it's doable, you know. Well, There's a way. You know, and, that, and that's another thing, too. I want to speak uh, well about uh, worms, man, is because you can really push them. A lot of people don't. They're like, oh, drip. Drip, drip. Right. Like, yeah, if you're running a lie bag that fucking big, you kind of have to sometimes. So, you know, the lie bigs on, say, a 12-gallon pot, they, I've seen them down to, what, two feet, maybe even 18 inches. So if 18 inches of half-inch pipe works, why in the world do you think you need to try to fit 20 feet down in a five-gallon bucket? Everybody always overthinks worms. Yeah. Uh, three feet is plenty efficient, usually on a 12-gallon still and half-inch hard pipe. So you put 10 feet in a five-gallon bucket, you got plenty of space in the coils. The bucket don't overheat where the coils are at. It, it's more efficient. Uh, I love the way people overthink worms. I know I, I, I'm going to throw you under the bus. I can remember Sean coming to the shop here and saying, how do you roll a worm? What do you put it around? Oh, I was there. I was there for this one. Yeah. Easy was here too. Uh, method, and you should have seen his eyes. I mean, he was just—he was like a kid in a candy store. What? I remember. I remember. He's like, "Well, I, I'd roll it and roll it around something." <laughs> <laughs> Going hard. Yeah, so, you know, nice Julie voice. Benson was doing the same thing. But you know, and. The guy's not legal, so I'm not going to say his name, but I, I built a still for another guy who knew Jerry. And I said, yeah, I said, I don't wrap it around nothing. I said, I, I will wait. And when you pick your still up, I will show you how I do my worm. And I showed him, and he's like, oh, well, Jerry, would, Jerry, don't do it like that. He said, I don't, you know, that's so simple. I don't know why he doesn't. Just so wait. I hope he went back and at least showed Jerry how I done that. Yeah, I actually seen it. He posted a, a video on TikTok of how he does it. He's got this big-ass jig, and he yeah, rolls like, it over, and I think he bends it or something into something, and then he just turns it on and just kind of walks it over. Walks you know? it over, yeah. Which, hey, you know, it works. It Which, all works. It, you know? I could see that, you know, you're using big one-inch pipe, big old thick pipe. You know, it's not like manipulating half-inch pipe. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a lot different when you're you're in that big shit. Like well, see, I do one inch pipe into worms here. Uh, I will tell you occasionally I kink one, so that drives the prices up. <laughs> uh, well, Sean, you've seen them, some of them I've done. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. and I will tell you it's not an easy process, but versus buying inch hard or inch soft copper pipe, uh, we can save you a few bucks making them here. Yeah. I can actually do it to two inch, but it, you ain't going to get it in a 55 gallon drum. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like the bigger, the bigger it is, the harder it is to get small. Right. Um, you, know, you want that one inch, two inch, you know, you gotta, you gotta be ready to stick it in something giant. It's because it's so you, hard. How much of all you must still would have to push to keep a one inch worm busy. Yeah. Again, everybody always overthinks. <laughs> yeah. You don't need it, man. Like, like you said, that half inch or five eighths OD, you know, it's plenty. What, what, what would you run a five eighths OD up to, Brian? 
say say and, twenty say, say twenty feet of five eighths OD, um, in a you know in a thirty gallon bath. Fuck a fifth, how, though, yeah, whichever. Yeah, 30, well, 50, whatever. Uh, how how big of a still could could that handle? The the common condenser I build, and this is what we'll go by. Five eighths OD worm, twenty feet and ten gallons of water. That's what I. That's have. actually what was in the still you had. That's what I have. Uh, I normally, but I'm actually the new package changes this because I've always said that was an overkill. Uh, but I usually included them with a twenty gallon still. Those will easily keep up with a hundred gallon still. I've used it on a fifty gallon drum and pushed the hell out of it with absolutely no problem. No, and you know. R- run that 10 gallon bath on a 50 gallon drum and only have to circulate about 80 gallons of tap fret tap cold water, um, drain my hot water into a separate vessel and it's not chasing ice and trying to keep it cool. And about that far in that worm, it's just so hot. You can't stick your hand in it, but the rest of the bottom all the way down is nice and cool. And and I tell people like, man, throw you, throw you a, a valve on your inlet and make it run through slow. And you're using less. Water. I tell people <laughs> if you live in a mobile home in the winter time, how you crack your faucet. That's yep. really about all the flow you need through a yep. condenser, yep. a, a worm condenser, a good as long, one. As or long as your wanna, bath is sufficiently big enough, you know. Right. Well, or um, if you want to run faster flow, get just double the size of your output. Well, you know I, mean? that, I said that that worm will easily keep up with a hundred gallon still. So on my hundred gallon stills, you get a minimum of a two inch pipe. Uh, I, I will say that a five inch will restrict a two inch pipe just a little bit. So it would actually slow your still down some, but That's you're never going to overpower it. Yeah. Do you, do, are you ever concerned with, we'll say that size worm and that size uh, pipe or anything like that are you ever concerned with back pressure that's kind of what i'm referring to there's going to be a tad of back pressure there anytime you die, uh, usually what i try to do with people on 100 gallon stills is either do like an open shotgun you guys have probably seen that design with the 16 long tubes mm-hmm. uh or mm-hmm. i'll do I'll buy hard three quarter inch copper and make them like 30 feet for a 55 gallon drum versus putting it, you know, in a, a copper tank. Once you start getting into those stills, the prices start getting, you know, you're using a little thicker copper, bigger pipe. It starts costing more. So that's one yeah. way. Let's face it. That tank don't have to be copper. That's around your worm. <laughs> no, right. I, I mean, realistically a, a copper bath is just for aesthetics. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pleasing. And a pain in the ass to keep clean. See, I, well, I don't clean, man. I'm a patina. Like, I, I want that it's brown and it's dark. So I don't care. The I brown one is good. The green is bad. Yeah, the still I've got off you, I've never polished the outside. Not one time oh. have I ever, ever even thought about putting polish. I'm lazy, and that's just extra bullshit work. I don't need to see it shine. I saw it shine when it was new, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> I, like so it, I like it worn and weathered. Kind of like myself. I'm glad my worm worked out great for you. My hand-built worm that I made for that. <laughs> Sean Peterman and I have been talking about putting in a 250-gallon tank with citric acid in it. So, like, if you wanted to polish that still up, you can come down here for an hour bullshit with us and 
you know, we'll rinse it off and it'll be pretty well shined up for you. Nice. Rinse it off. <laughs> well, as long as we're able to still don't have lead solder in it, what yeah. we know we want not anybody put still in that tank. Yep. There's something else I was gonna ask you. I can't remember what the fuck it was now. Yeah, we'll get it in, Sean, because we're coming up on the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Please don't tell Sean to get it in. His mind goes to the complete wrong place. Yeah, you know, we don't no, shame around that. here. No shaming. <laughs> Rule one, it's the only rule we got. There's no kink shaming around here. You like what you like, man. Oh, uh, I wasn't gonna ask you that. You were talking about uh shotgun condensers. Uh, there was one time I ran a 55 gallon, uh, it was a vodka essentially, a four plate tower with a uh, uh, it was a 18 inch or 24 inch 24. You talk, I know 24. what you're talking about. It had 24, uh, five, had five three eighths, I think, uh, pipes down it. And I could not get that. I like I tried. I I actually tried to get it to blow through. And it just a, just a little twenty four inch <clears throat> shotgun, you know. So, have you noticed? And, and this may be opinion, but I still <laughs> swear that there's something to a twist and a worm that makes it better than a shotgun. It I might be like the length or the shape of cooling. It's yeah. slower, you know. I think it's slower. Uh, do you guys yeah. notice it too, or am I crazy when I say this? I, you know, just the the time it takes for all that liquid to just flow right. all the way down. Yeah. And that's and, why I say you can push them a little harder because they still got an, more time. And, and, right. and, and it gets colder as it goes down. So, you know, every yeah. every level that it comes to is getting colder and, cold, and chilled and chilled. And I don't, I'm a worm guy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, now, if you're trying to, you know, save space or whatever, I get it. Um, but even at that point, I would do a uh, straight up and down self, you know, self-supporting uh, condenser than a lie bag. But that's my, that's just, you know, what I started out doing. So, right. Uh, you know, but lie bags are more expensive to build too, really, than a 10-foot yeah. one with a five-gallon bucket anyways. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. A big, real nice lie bag. And you're right. It is. It's like. Sean, remember, remember the four the four lie bigs you built? Like, like holy shit, we could have built you know that was beautiful of, of copper. It, it was beautiful <laughs> when it worked. One missing joint. It, it did after afterwards. Did you, did you tell Brian about this? I'm sure he knows that you missed a whole solder joint on that. Did he tell you about know. that? Not heard about this, oh, but man. it happens. It does. Well, we'll make this it. Call it. Go ahead and do it, man. Tell him what it is. All right. So Sean built this big badass four. Lie big to run off this uh was supposed to be 150 gallons still, but it was only 100. And, but anyway, so he builds it, and we we get it all plumbed together and put together. After I broke the thumper, um, we fixed that, and then we get it all put together and we fill it up with water and we heating up the still and you know water spitting out of the end a little bit at a time. And I'm like, man, we got heads already, Sean. Damn, that was fast. I'm like, oh, that, that tastes like shit. That ain't heads. That's water. And we're like, well, maybe there's some water, you know, in in the lines. I don't know. We're we're, we're trying to justify what's going on here. And I'm like, bruh, th this ain't right. I know this ain't right, man. And we're trying to lie to ourselves. Like, everything's good. We're good to go, you know? And so I start looking, and I'm like, bro, look at that joint down there in the water. Tell me it doesn't. It looks differently than all the other ones. And it did. It didn't have little, just a little silver around the around the seams, 
And I'm like, man, you missed a joint. He's like, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. And so we end up draining this big 55-gallon barrel. We take it outside, and it's all together. And we're looking. I'm like, yeah, man, you missed that joint. <laughs> but and the funny part of all that, it uh, so it was, uh, I believe it was like four three-quarter inch pipe. Uh, but they were, I think, like three or three and a half foot long. Yeah. Oh, and they, they were, they, yeah, they were as big as a barrel. They were as big as tall as a 55 gallon drum. And they, it went down and it teed and it come out and it teed again. And there was four going straight down. So all I did was build it, set it down in the, in the barrel, you know, and got it all sealed up. And I'll tell you, and, and it, when it ran, it ran. Uh, it, it, you know, um, but there was issues with the, uh, that's uh, a another advantage kind of of the worms. If you ever have to work on one, it's a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, it's like you got you got a the top and you got the bottom. <laughs> you got the top and the bottom. <laughs> yep. If anything's messed up in between, you probably got a kick. The 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 completely enclosed shotguns and copper. Can you imagine if one of them lines leaks? I mean, you know, water's got to pour through. Yeah. Yeah. You got to tear the whole thing apart to fix it. It's usually cheaper just to start all over. You know, with them shotguns like that, I'm a full, I'm a firm believer in fuck soldering them, weld them. Yeah. You know, I can't say that's any bad. It's, I guess that's depending on the copper you're using and and who's welding it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, torn out copper welded in one of those things, it probably is not going to hold up to water pressure very good at all. Right. But, you know, you take somebody who can weld in 48-ounce copper and hook into those pipes, uh, that's going to cost you, but that would be a damn good condenser. Yeah, it would. Yep. But, yeah, anyway, I think uh, we've had everybody here long enough. Yeah, so, I get, uh, before we get out of here, you got anything else you want to talk about? You want to tell people, you know, you might be putting on some more classes in the future, get a hold of you if you want to attend. Yeah, how do you get We're working on more classes. Uh, Sean, we also have people asking for trying to start planning another one after our June class. I haven't talked with JC about it. Uh, we, we might need to get on one. And I am trying. I can't say for sure it's going to happen yet. But I'm, we're trying to get one booked at Lanier General Store in Pigeon Forge. Uh, it won't have the grain mixing class with it unless somebody steps up down in that area. Cause I don't expect Sean to make that trip. Uh, Hard enough trouble getting to come two hours away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, we've been talking about it and I've set my price to do it. And that's to come down and teach a, a, a two day course, five gallons still in a worm coil. Uh, and some people do ask on these courses, well, what if I take the class and then I want a thumper uh, or a container around my worm? If you ask, I'll go ahead and make those components ahead of time. I'll just charge you for the copper. Uh, or I can cut out the kit and, you know, once you've built a tank, it's pretty easy to figure out how to do the thumper and the, yeah, the container. It's, the it's a small tank, <laughs> you know. You just go pipe in, pipe out at the top, so. Right. That's cool, you know. If you put on one in uh, mid September, then I might venture. I, might, I could venture down for that. That's when my schedule will be free. So, yeah. Uh, are you going to be at the Farm to Bottle Festival? I will be at the Farm to Bottle Festival. I will be there building one too. As of right now, I'll be there. So, uh, and you guys, Sean had asked me about New Straitsville. 
unfortunately, I've already booked a class that weekend, a one-on-one class. I won't be in Straightsville this year either. I, I got to take this off this this year off from Straightsville. I have family things. so. Well, yeah. I, I will be. I, I can't say when, but I'm going to do my best to make an appearance over there. Uh, Sean Peterman is planning on going over there. We actually just had a banner made and everything for him to kind of represent the company. Uh, just a small booth. So whatever I need to do with you, Sean, to get all of that together, we need to get on it. Let me know. We'll talk after here or some. Okay. All right, well, you know, we appreciate everybody hanging out, um, giving us your Monday night. Listen to us talk, shoot shit, give each other a bunch, a bunch of crap. You know, it was a, it was an honor to hear you speak, Brian. You know, uh, well, thank you guys, and I, I guess for the other people out there, if you love me, I love you too. If you don't love me, fuck you. <laughs> if you don't love me, I still love you. And I was um, waiting on that. I'm <laughs> that. That's it. Love me, I love you too. You don't, man, I still love you. You know, buy me a drink. <laughs> Just a different way. <laughs> all right well everybody have a great night man and um look up brian if you want to uh learn how to build a still hands-on so other yep. than that, everybody have a great night man shine on shine on all right, okay, folks. Sean. later bro